0: I am here with Tommy Wakefield.
1: Hey, hey.
0: Uh, Tommy, apparently you already had some uh, feedback from our last podcast about your friend who got radicalized as a white nationalist.
1: Right, right. Well, I had a lot of friends who were uh, closer, much closer to me kind of reach out and say, Dude, yeah, that dude is totally out of line, whack. We're, we're glad you said something. What's interesting about that... And
0: this is going to speak to what I want to talk about later today. It's really interesting that when you say something publicly in a public forum, the people that come out and say, I'm so glad you said something privately. Right. As opposed to them saying anything publicly. Because most people don't want to ever put themselves in a public forum to say anything, whether it's Twitter, sure, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. So that's was that surprising how many people reached out?
1: Yeah, I I don't I didn't really expect that many people to listen to it off of my story. <laughs> no, just like no, I mean off of my story, like people that I know. Yeah. Um, but I had the funny thing is there had been some Facebook drama about that very subject. Oh wow! People in my hometown with that guy. Well, people in that guy's family. If you didn't
0: listen to the previous podcast, uh, yeah, a friend basically became. A white nationalist, a, a self-avowed white nationalist. Was there a group that he affiliated with? like a?
1: No, I don't think it's that organized. I just think that he is being public with his views. Yeah. Yeah. And the shit is pretty whack, even for like people have this idea of the South. And there is definitely racism, but it's not publicly acceptable in that way. Especially, sure. especially in my generation, like I think maybe like people in their sixties in the south, it's different. But even my experience growing up, I felt like people in my grade yeah. were at least a little bit more enlightened. Yeah. Just because we all we all grew up in the nineties, early two thousands, where I mean, even it was pre super wokeness, so it was all kind of like everybody is equal, everybody. It's kind of uh, everybody should be treated as an individual. Everybody, you know, like real hardcore. The the sanitized white version of MLK philosophy. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yes. <laughs> the safe version of, of the, wokeness.
1: Yeah, yeah. The safe safe MLK. <laughs> you know,
0: the truth is, I don't know if there's much of a geographical difference in terms of where race this, uh, racism really lives. Because I think if you go up to the upper echelons of LA, New York, there are a lot of people out there who are on that DL, super Republican and super racist. Totally. Kind of like, there are a lot of Republicans in LA who keep it way under wraps because they know that's going to be the end of their career. Which is crazy to think that if you're a Republican in LA, that's the end of your career. But that's, <laughs> yeah. That it kind of is true, you know? So I think that, um,
1: there's a lot of successful Republicans, but they, they don't talk about it. That's the difference. You oh, can yeah. be Republican. You just you're not really public about it.
0: But if you're like James Woods and you come out as a staunch Republican, you automatically look like a Looney Tune.
1: Sure. But I mean, Clint Eastwood has a hell of a career. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And he's still working. That's Tim true. Allen. Tim Allen. But he's also that, not without controversy. Both of them, you know?
1: True. I mean, the Clint would talking to the chair incident was downright. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was wonky. crazy, but it was also an entertainment moment at a convention, which is rare. Sure, you got to admit.
1: <laughs> My um, favorite. Uh, moment from the RNC convention was when that one, one white lady was just like she raised both of her hands in the air, she just seemed like she was on Coke. Oh, and Kimberly she was like Gill up for the refueling. greatest country in the world. But she's like alone in this cavernous <laughs> room. Like she's delivering this speech as though there's a live there's audience, a but it's so awkward because there's so nobody in there. Well, it's yeah. funny
0: because Donald Trump Jr. too looked like he was on Coke, so the two of them were just doing rails before their speeches, like ah!
1: Donald Trump Jr. is such a weirdo. He posted like a minion meme. Do you know the minions? Yeah. He posted a meme with a minion on it on his Instagram page that said, uh, uh, sorry, I was born perfect, not awesome. (laughs) I
0: was born perfect, not awesome? (laughs)
1: Sorry, I wasn't born per, uh, yeah. I
0: don't even know what that means.
1: Neither do I. I mean, it's just like the dumbest, like, uh, like, 40 year old mom, (laughs) white moms to go into soccer practice meme. Yeah. That is like,
0: seems very out of touch. The funny thing about being a Republican nowadays, too, is it seems like your option is to keep quiet or just say, I'm wearing the black hat and I'm going to enjoy being a villain. And I think Donald Trump Jr. is like, fuck
1: it, I'm going to grow scruff and I'm going to be a villainous guy. The whole Trump family is leaning into villain. Only Ivanka tried to act like she was above it. She's like, no, I'm a (laughs) feminist. I have a business. I'm a successful woman in the White House.
0: Yeah. And who knows what her private image is.
1: Why aren't you happy for me?
0: Yeah. (laughs) I love the fact that people turn to Melania now because there's a long time. This poor woman who's under the thumb of Donald Trump. They're like, oh, no, she's also a nut job. Um, Of course she is. Don't you don't marry Donald Trump. Like, well, maybe his good side will come out. Mostly. I feel no
1: sympathy for Melania. No, like, I know.
0: People did for a long time. Now they're like, oh, fuck that
1: girl. It does suck for her that she definitely didn't get what she signed up for. <laughs> but I'm not like, oh. I know. I know. Now,
0: I don't want to go down the political rabbit hole too right, bad. Yeah, I yeah. do want to follow up. Uh, so that's interesting. I'm glad that your friends lo- uh, it got some traction. People watched it. I'm also curious about how the
1: date went. We always have a follow-up about oh, dates, good. Tommy. Date went well. Yeah? Sealed the deal, baby. You sealed the deal. <laughs> yeah. So now you're boyfriend-girlfriend. <laughs> yep. Actually engaged. You're engaged? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Are you going to invite me to the wedding? You did even mention it. Well, um, uh, I'm trying to have so- sex for the first time as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: rules are rules. So you went out. You walked around the poor man's date.
1: I did, we had a little, little poor man's date. We got drinks at a bar. An outdoor bar. That was a little expensive. God, Ellie, I forget. I gave you a 20. I know, drink I drink each. But how I, many drinks did she have? Well, we each had two. Okay, and so that's a $50 bill. $50. Right $50 exactly. Yes. You have s- this fucking thing. Which city. is crazy.
0: Insane. That's why I never drink at dinner, and I never... Every time I'm dating a girl, and all of a sudden, she orders drinks, I'm like, oh, no. The relationship is going to double in cost now. <laughs> I know.
1: And then, I mean, we were in, uh, like, Echo Park. Mm-hmm. So we walked Beautiful around. Beautiful night, Echo Park Lake with the swans. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, it's actually kind of romantic. And uh,
0: as long as you don't go close to a swan, because they will
1: murder you. Right, and also, well, there's actual swans, and then there's light up swans with oh, people swans. sitting in them. Oh, they're like paddle boats. Sounds romantic. You got to do a paddle boat. Uh, we didn't do the paddle boats because they were all reserved. But they swans have these like Christmas light string lights on them so they're all lighting up and there are people paddling around and there's a bunch of benches (laughs) and so we were walking around the lake which is nice and we sat on this one bench and there's rats there's also rats (laughs) because it's the fucking city and so you can see the rats and the ducks and the swans and the lights and the night lights just nature you know and you know we full moon i think that was a full moon night i don't remember it was bright Yes, we snuck a few smooches in as the bikers got went by. You know, what so I mean? when you say we
0: snuck a few smooches in, because obviously you go to sit on a bench, it's smooch time usually, right? That's the key for the smooch lake. time in front of the lake. night you're on a bench. You're yeah. not going to talk about your taxes. So how <laughs> does how, in 2020 as a super woke Issa Fairfax person, how do you go in for the smooch? You don't ask permission for the smooch. You just kind of do the ninety percent lean, or what do you do?
1: Oh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, well, initially, you put the arm around her, and you kind of feel the vibe out. And you
0: look out. This is beautiful.
1: This You're is beautiful. At the swans. How
0: how nice. And you know that the second you turn your head, or the second she turns her head, there's the cue, right?
1: Right. Okay. So you kind of, you know, you turn the head, you feel the vibes. Yeah. Uh, it seemed wide open. Yeah. I usually wait a little too long. Almost always. You've told me this before. And that's not me being woke. That's just me being kind of anxious. Nervous. sure. And uh, so, you know, I waited a little too long. "She you turned was like, your head. She turned your head. I also don't like kissing people in front of the, in pu- in the public eye. In the public? <laughs> Where like, I don't the like casco. strangers seeing me making out. I'm a little yeah, awkward I get that.
0: about it. But it's night. You're at a lake. You're on a bench. There's not that many people around. I can't not imagine. Not that many it.
1: people, so I'm kind of looking both ways, waiting for a moment, yeah. and uh, <laughs> let's just say the moment came. The moment came, and good. <laughs> and kids. then I came as well. Oh no! In my Tommy. pants. No, Tommy, uh, Yep. No. I came in my pants. Shut up, Tommy. <laughs> no, have, you ever, have you ever come in your pants before? I know you said that you no. had some stuff with the PE, but never. In oh, your pants. I mean, I'm the PE. I got full physical education. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I like that. so you smooched and we that smooched, was nice and then back to the apartment back to your apartment or her apartment hers she Good has call. a studio it's really nice yeah we By were herself. getting along famously she has a record player a oh, cool record vibes. player
0: oh she's so hip
1: Does she have we, a nose ring probably she has bangs but like but like and a, she has a mullet if you can pull off bangs she has a
0: mullet okay if you can pull off bangs and mullet then you got to be hot she is hot yeah, because bangs. People don't realize this, but bangs is a hard thing for women to pull off. You have to have a, a, a face that works for bangs. It's, I'm learning this. It's
1: like not only bangs, though. It is a straight-up mullet. Like Theo Vaughn. Whoa. Like mullet. Business front, party in the back type of mullet. Bangs in the front, mullet in the back. Whoa. <laughs> that, that's and confidence. Got, and she fucking rocks it, I'm going to be honest. She must have tattoos... Yeah. She's cool. And She's what did she do cool. again? Uh, <laughs> she edits, but she also plays music. So,
0: Tommy, so this relationship sounds like everyone went well. The relationship was consummated. I don't want to go into details. We're not a kiss and tell type of podcast.
1: No, no, absolutely not. Did you work on the Kegel Pulse, though?
0: I didn't. God damn it, Tommy. But you were happy with how the night went. How the It went well.
1: I- you know what? I feel like the maybe the last few times... I had sex I kind of phoned it in Or like I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't really on my game But I feel like I did a good job Good and job the, you, Did she go for a high five afterwards? Because this is a thing that no one looks, so When a woman
0: looks at you And she like high fives you That means It's her way of saying
1: Good job It wasn't like a high five But I could tell I did a good job Good job I'm You can tell you. when you did a good job You could tell You can always tell like like um and I feel like the past couple times I didn't do that great a job I could tell. Yeah. And for me for like for a dude, I don't know how you feel about it, but for me sex is always kind of the same-ish on my end. Like I I get off. It's like pretty chill, whatever. Uh-huh. But my enjoyment from sex usually comes from like how well I feel like I did. Like That's if perfect. I sure. do a good job, I'm like, that's kind of a rush. Sure, I get that. That's exciting. It's more like I won a soccer game <laughs> than it is like I came. Yes. Of course. You know what I mean? And the night post sex goes so much more smoothly when you do a good job. Like the whole evening is now like dope. Yes. Because you did a good so you job. You hung out, you spent the night. Nah, you. I went home. <laughs> you went home you I did go shit. home.
0: Um <laughs> But you talk the next day, things are cool, things yeah, are moving we'll forward. We'll probably hang out again. Oh, look how you got all casual and cool all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll probably hang out. It's exciting, Tommy. You've been like a fucking You've been like a kind of like I don't want to say a neer do well, but a little bit of a sad sack these days with the relationships. And yeah. You sound like you're in your skateboard's on point. You, uh, you got a date with a hot girl with a, a bang mullet combo and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you, Life Tommy. could
1: be, life is okay. I, round two guy, I'm still a round two guy, right? Oh, you round two'd it. Blasted the first one way early. Yeah. But you. I stayed in the pocket. Did okay? you warn her beforehand?
0: Did you say, listen, I'm, going to, I'm, I'm a round two guy so the first one was just not protected.
1: I didn't even warn her uh, but we didn't have get to sex yeah. before I blasted round one. Okay. Round 1 was, you know, we were still in the but your foreplay. pants were off. Pants were off, yeah. Got it. Okay. We're still, you know, we'll do a little foreplay, blasted round 1. Got it out of the way. Got it out of the way, moving on. But but it, I didn't mope, okay? I didn't yeah, sit around you and, knew and go it was coming back, coming back around. Right. I knew I was like I was like I just got to stay in the pocket. Stay in the pocket. Keep, keep the moment alive mm-hmm. for 10 minutes or less, right? Mm, good. You know? Still, I still nice got it. Nice refractory period, Tommy. Stay in the zone. Maybe go down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe shadow box a little <laughs> in a corner. Maybe whisper something in her ear or something. I don't know. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. One thing leads to another. We're back. We're back, baby. We're back, baby. And we're, we've we got that, that post-cum numbness, right? Yes. That round two power yeah. up. Now, round two, are you a round three guy? No. No, 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 no. But if I do a good job in round two, I yeah, I hold it. Round R- three, round three, yeah. That's another down. man. That's yeah. that's some round three is on some drugs or something. <laughs> I'm years away from round three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I couldn't. I've never. Well, maybe maybe one day. One day, yeah. I've done round um, three, but but that's exciting. So
0: then that's <laughs> when you're like, good. I I held it down. I held it down. I was like, Woo Yeah, thank God. The round two. Thank God. Yeah, that's interesting, Tommy. I'm not a round two guy at all. As we've talked about, I'm round one with breaks and, and electrolytes and potassium.
1: But that's beautiful.
0: I mean, my round one can be, it can be uh,
1: like a 12th inning on a four-hour game. It can be like a long, it can be a long round. But you've got techniques and everything. For me, though, I round mean, you have, round one is hopeless. <laughs> yeah. It's just no, there's just no chance for me. I'm telling you, dude, keko Pulse. But that's a, that's a whole other issue. The problem is like, if I'm getting oral, I don't control the flow. Well, you sh- you shouldn't the pay You shouldn't try to withhold and
0: practice tantra and withholding while you're getting oral. No woman wants to get locked jaw. You want to like facilitate and
1: sure. But then like, I don't know. <laughs> and ch- chicks are always like when they. I mean, not to get explicit, not to be lewd. Yeah, we're not gonna be lewd. But if I'm if I'm getting a little bit of the the jawbone, you know. Girls are always like, "Oh, I'm so good at giving blowjobs," <laughs> and I'm like, "I, sure, <laughs> but well, also I am, um, mm-hmm. you know what I, I mean." I think that's fair, and I think I'm a the, level one blow.
0: <laughs> I think there's a, a a conversation about oral sex, and there's a training and technique to oral sex that is too embarrassing to talk about. Because the truth is, I think that both men and women are probably not nearly as good as they think they are giving totally. oral sex. I totally. think. You know, and I've been I've been around for a long time. <laughs> I don't really know what all the rules are about giving oral sex to a woman. Right. I feel like women are very variegated and different, and I think that you have to find a technique that works for them. And who knows what that is? There's a lot of different ways. There's there's all suction. There's fingers involved. There's toys involved. There's all mm, sorts of ways, and yeah. you just have to be really open and let go of your ego to be like, what is it that will like make you happiest? Um, and sometimes, you know, sometimes that can involve a lot of. Uh, I actually, at one point, I bought this. It's called Jaw Flex. It's a, it's a jaw and Is facial that the exercise. Is size thing? Yeah. Oh and God. I did that because <laughs> I was, I had jaw crampage before, and I was like, you know what? That
1: you should. bought that f- specifically for oral sex?
0: Partly, yeah. <laughs> Because I was getting, you know, I was dating someone and there was crampage going on. I was like, you know, I got to be a better <laughs> man for her. Oh, man. Um, That's Because beautiful. at the end of the day, that is the equalizer. You got to always, you got to always, any man who doesn't want to give a, a, a woman oral sex, who, who, who wants oral sex, I just think it's just unfortunate that that exists. That there are men who won't do that if a woman wants it. I think yeah. It's a, shame. it's a shame because I think that for both sides, there's a lot of, uh, past issues and ideas of subjugation, domination that people are working through that they don't want to submit to. Like I know a lot of women who don't want to give oral sex because they feel it's demeaning and some men feel it sort of is emasculating and both of those things are wrong with
1: your right part. I don't think it's emasculating. Sometimes if I don't know a lady that well and the vibe is questionable, I get a little sketched out about like protection. I'm like, I'm like, am I subjecting myself to the... To the demon spawn. Am I going to wake up are tomorrow?
0: On you oral, you're worried about
1: disease? I don't kind of sometimes.
0: Interesting. I've never worried. I know they have dental dams and stuff. I've never worried about disease. I oral.
1: would never wear protection. Yeah. Like Patrice has Patrice O'Neill has a bit about this where he's like, are you really going to pull out a little trash bag? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. I'm not gonna insult my way out of some pussy. Yeah, because I was trying to be cautious. You know what I mean? He said I would rather die than, <laughs> <laughs> than lose out. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyways, what am I talking about?
0: Yeah, I know you. You, you caught yourself there a little. But
1: bit, but so sometimes I, like, yeah. I uh, sometimes I'll be like, eh.
0: Yeah, I've gotten oral sex wearing condoms before, and I just was like, I'm happy to do it. I'm going, yeah, sure. It's nothing's oh I'm fine with that yeah that's chill well that's exciting Tommy Um, (sighs) now that we're on the subject of of sex and everything right now each
1: vagine um, is a new Rubik's Cube
0: You know, it really is and I think that A, men have to realize that and women have to also realize that because women I think a lot of people have a point of view and a perspective that's their own that they think is the panacea for everything they think that their perspective is the, the reality of how it works for example there are some women who really like i don't understand why guys just like want to bang and jackrabbit and like rough like i want someone to make love to me and that's valid but there are women who want rough sex you know it's just a thing that happens the jackrabbit <laughs> um there I'm are quick women like a jackrabbit re- there are women who don't want to go that long either you know so i think True. it's you just have to there just has to be communication without embarrassment without ego and I think the older you get, the less you're, you just realize, like you said, it's a Rubik's Cube. And you just have to be open to what the woman wants and what will make her happy. Because at the end of the day, sexually, the role is to make the woman happy. Because the men will be happy. We'll be happy. We're some, girls,
1: some girls are sensitive, like a hot stove. They're like, huh, oh, huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. oh, and sometimes, oh, huh, means don't do
1: that. <laughs> sometimes it means that's great. You right, right, like, right, right. Is right. that a good huh or a... Bad and then off. some girls are just like, Yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> I've been here, there and back again. <laughs> oh my God. Nothing's gonna make me feel anything at this point.
0: Yeah, so I think I think that makes that's kind of the fun, is this discovering someone else's <laughs> wants and dislikes and,
1: and Some girls and you gotta you gotta bring out the backhoe, you know what I mean? You got to bring the construction equipment.
0: (laughs) You got to bring the rule book and the Ikea handbook and the manual. Oh, this goes there and that's what you need here. And and I just think that uh, for some reason, and hopefully it's changing, the communication around sex uh, has been, it's, I will say this. I think that historically there's a lot of examples of men going, oh man, bro, it was so great. And then women with their friends like, ugh, it was terrible. Yeah and i don't think that's necessarily the man's fault or the woman's fault but clearly there was bad communication and and i think that men should be given a chance with communication and as a woman you should be like this is this is the deal i think the older women get the more they're specific about what they need and what they what they don't want and you know
1: totally and and earlier i said like i can tell when uh you do i did a good job <laughs> and obviously I mean, some girls are good at faking it, but I feel like I feel like I can tell a little bit, and it's it's the subtle things, like it's not like women will pr- usually almost always tell you you did well, but you can kind of tell by their v- energy and vibe. Yes, because if you didn't do a good job, they will silently resent you. Yes, the way that you can kind of feel. <laughs> yes,
0: and you just won't hear from them again. I wonder no, what happened.
1: That too. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it goes back
0: to that Louis CK joke, which I know is hard to talk about Louis CK, but the joke is like, it's women in bed can sometimes be like a Negro spiritual. Just because slaves are singing the field doesn't mean they're having a good time. And I think that is an edgy joke, but it is also an app joke because it means that sometimes singing and, and, and noise can help people get through experience. They're not quite enjoying or they want it to f- hurry up and finish.
1: You <sighs> know. Good grief. Yeah. It, I mean, that's not a,
0: off joke. That joke is a valid joke. It's a valid oh, I mean, observation as a metaphor. I mean,
1: Louis, he's a great joke writer. Uh,
0: speaking of sexual misconduct, let's do a hard left turn into Whoa, that, huh? bro, beautiful segue. <laughs> so, um, so I talked about this before. I got a call from CNN and uh, a reporter at CNN, and I don't want to blast her name out. I'm sure she's doing the best she can. Um, and she talked to me and said, "Look, off the record, I want to talk to you about Sims' allegations." against Chris and his opener. I'm not going to say his opener's name now. I don't want to open that up, but, you know, his opener. And we talked about this before. The the subject was, was he targeting underage women, allegations about drugging and raping women, and then also exposing himself to women? And we've discussed this thoroughly on the podcast, and I told her, I was like, look, I don't think you're going to like what I have to say because the truth is I don't know if I believe that he was targeting underage women. I've never heard about that. I've never seen it. In terms of, exposing, uh, in terms of uh, drugging and raping, I've never heard about that. I've never seen it, and I don't know if I believe it either. In terms of exposing himself, the only thing i say is I know that he would expose himself to guys as a joke. And the women who went, came public about him exposing himself, I would tend to believe these women. Just because I don't see the motive, they're not comics, uh, blah, 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 blah. And, I said, and that was basically the extent of it. So she calls me two days ago. And she says, and I haven't heard from her for two months almost, right? And she calls me. She goes, so uh, let me tell you what's going on. And she said, here's the quote. I, want. I said, well, what's a quote you want to use? She goes, the quote is, when the Me Too situation was developing, a lot of people thought, well, what about D'Elia? Because he was very profligate with women and had sex with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And would you have your name attached to that quote? And I thought... If this is something that you feel that you need because you feel women's voices aren't being heard and that will really help sort of flesh out and flush out a much deeper issue that is thoroughly vetted and through CNN standards, then I don't mind putting my name there because that's a pretty neutral quote. That's and That's pretty I
1: don't, neutral.
0: I've gone to Chris and said, Chris, aren't you worried about me too? It's, it, I, so I feel like I, I'm a man of my word. We talked about it. Fine, right? Yesterday, an hour before... The article comes out. She goes, so I want to read back the quote. I said, what's the quote? She goes, the quote is, during the Me Too stuff, um, a lot of people were like, what about Dalia?' Because he was very profligate with women, had sex with a lot of women, and exposed himself to a lot of women. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Chloe, I never said that. I've never seen him expose himself to women. I have actually have heard like third-hand, fourth-hand stories about it, but I've, I've never seen it. I only said that I believe these women because their accounts were verified by the hotel and by their fiance yeah. blah, blah, blah. So I just said, I just believe these women. Mm-hmm. That was really the extent. She goes, well, uh, I mean, I said, it. I go, no, Chloe, that's not what you said. She goes, well, I was washing day. She's putting my son to bed and she kind of was backtracking.
1: Did she already put it out there?
0: So I say, can you indicate that I've never seen him expose himself to women or even to men? She goes, hold on. Let me, I got to talk to the powers that be. She calls him back two minutes later and goes oh it's too late It's going to publication
1: oh what
0: so I go well Chloe that's not what I said well she, she goes well you talked about this other stuff I go Chloe the only other stuff I talked to you is about off the record and you told me that anything I would say would quote would be a hundred percent on my I go and you changed the quote and she goes no I said so I was like wow she's not being dishonest she's not being honest
1: yeah that's
0: so it goes really out shady. I still I still feel like okay whatever it's not that big a deal it does change the whole arc if you were to go like okay bill like bill slept with a lot of women so i don't know maybe he's worried about it and you're like bill slept with one and exposed his penis to a lot of women so maybe it's a completely different sentence right yeah so i mean a hundred percent and she just exposed his
1: penis i mean isn't that the louis thing like people are taking that pretty seriously, right? Yeah.
0: So I kinda go, Wow, you really I said, I feel like I've been dozy dote. I told her. I said, I don't think this is right. I feel like you've been and she's like, No, and she's went on and on and on about how these women need support and how like no men would go public. And then she said, I've talked to a lot of men who would go on the record, I talked to Patton Oswald, I talked to Jerry Seinfeld, I talked to blah 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 blah. So I'm thinking, Okay, this about is About Crystal This is what she's telling me, right? Hmm. So I'm thinking, Okay, here's a big article about sexual misconduct in, in comedy writ large, and maybe in the L.A. scene, and, um, and Patton Oswalt's weighing in, who's a hero of mine. Um, sure. And I'm thinking, okay, I don't feel so bad if this is just a discussion about how awful and shitty men are in comedy. Fine. So the article comes out, and of course I start getting bombarded. When did it come out? Yesterday. Whew. And you will definitely read it. You can read it during the podcast. And, the, and it says... CNN? Actually, you know what? I'm going to read it right now, man. Okay. I'm going to read it right the fuck now because um,
1: ay, 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 ay.
0: I talked to my manager about this. Now, meanwhile, while this was going on, I was in the conversation for a big, a big movie, right? Yeah. And it was happening simultaneously. So, of course, and it kind of ties into another subject I want to talk about, which is the idea of, quote-unquote, coming forward and the idea of speaking about this um so yeah and this is not an article that's been been sort of picked up by all the other publications i think the traction regarding this subject is sort of worn thin and there's some overlap so i said here it is fellow comedian bill dawes who has toured with Dalia told CNN that Delia has a history of exposing himself to both men and women. I'd never said that. All I said was he exposed himself to, and I go, he was very proud of his body and he would expose himself in front of his guys who's on the road with and other male comics. And he would do as kind of a joke.
1: That is that what you said?
0: That's what I said. Is that in the article? Yeah, that I'm reading the article. Oh, okay. Dawes said he exposed other women when other guys were in the room with him. I never said that. Damn. I never said that.
1: Why? That's so Not back. to
0: mention the fact, not only did I not say that, but um, I said he seemed profligate with the way he would go after women, sleep with women, and then she added expose himself to women. So she kind of just had to add the women thing and add the exposed thing in a disingenuous way because otherwise my quote is to Milk toast But hmm. like here's the guy Who slept around And when she asked about Him exposing himself I said I tend to believe The women Because I know he would Do it around guys As a joke And maybe it was just Something he was proud Of his body And he would do So right. I tend to believe Those women That's basically What I said Now he said So she, she lied So he exposed himself In front of other women When other guys Were in the room With him I never On my life I never said that So I don't know If she realized That my only option Would be to sue her or what but I, it, it is so completely dishonest and disingenuous and it really makes me lose a lot of respect for what's happening with the press and me too because mm, I don't know well. I don't know I mean if you read the whole article the article is pretty damning but needless to say when this so happened,
1: wait what so what is the uh, aftermath for you what are people saying to you <sighs>
0: Well, Obviously, needless to say, and I'm not going to name because
1: I mean, you're probably not even the highlight of the article.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. There, there, there's some pretty
1: you're the only man quoted in it. Is I'm that the, the thing? only,
0: I'm the only male comic. public. There, there is another comic who is anonymous that's very clearly Whitney Cummings, right? Okay, very clearly. And um, now I don't know why she wouldn't make herself mm, public, but okay. Um, and there's, I think there's a couple other people that were anonymous. My understanding is that there's several comics who spoke anonymously but weren't comfortable using their name. And because I'm stupid, and because I was like, well, I talked about on the podcast, I didn't realize it was going to be misquoted. I was like, I don't mind using my name. Because I even told her, and we talked about this. I said, <laughs> I don't think you're going to like what I have to say. Right. Because what I really said was, um, I, I, I believe these women who talked about, him exposing himself because there's multiple sources or corroboration. The hotel was involved. The fiance was involved. I get that, and I believe that's a possibility. I just I believe it's possible. Sure. The other stuff I said, I don't know if I believe that. She obviously needed a man to go public. She needed. In my to recollection, sh- you
1: were very generous. Huh? In my recollection, you were very very generous, and you didn't say anything that you didn't know for sure.
0: I didn't say anything. To her that I didn't say in my podcast, and right. the only reason I was comfortable talking to her about it is because I said, "Well, I discuss this on my podcast, so why would of I course. all of a sudden be?"
1: It's already public. To talk about it,
0: yeah. So, and I told her, I go, I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. And by the way, she never even mentioned when she was trying to clear the one line where she added, "Expose himself to women," which I never said. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, it's too late. I was, I was still like, well, that's one line. But then I look up, and all of a sudden, there's more lines, which she told me that there was one. So either she's going to pl- pretend like I was confused, I'm a mother, I'm putting my kid to bed, and so like, like, or... Uh,
1: it's pretty... It's shady journalism. Lying. It's absolutely shady. I don't think shady. that you should use this and extrapolate it to the whole Me Too movement, but this individual journalist is definitely... Definitely shady. I don't know.
0: It's a real... It's a shame because it seems if, if I said... Bill Dawes says he believes these women. Chris was proud of his body and exposed himself to guys as a joke, like, or Chris and Chris slept around a lot, so there was, you know, I understood that it was a possibility. Like,
1: that's enough, right? Or, or and I would say that exposing your penis in comedy circles might have been a more casual, accepted thing in the culture. For sure, Uh, a lot of people do it as a joke. Right, and then now it clearly is not. But I think maybe in decades prior, this was not something that people were even uh, uh, registering as something they shouldn't do. Yeah, especially it, big famous people who are, can kind of get away with whatever.
0: I th- what's what really bums me out about this is this woman would call me a lot, and I and I was very. I feel the same way about my eviction of my apartment in New York. Mm. You get sort of lulled into this sense that you trust somebody and that yeah. somebody is not... They're going to do everything they can not to screw you over and not to make you... And then I found out that my lawyer was literally a con artist and literally putting a lien on my apartment to debilk me of money without telling me. And I didn't discover that until I tell us on my apartment. Meanwhile, he played this, like, I'm your friend and it's complicated. And this woman she tried to portray herself as like an advocate and a friend and she would say things. And I think she knew that I was going to sort of blanch at the way the article came out. Because she followed up with like, I want to put you on TV and TV and TV, and here's some TV, here's some TV, and she just reached out to all these producers. I think she thought of that as a form of sort of bribery Mm. to kind of like, hey, if I give you all this TV exposure, but I'll tell you, if I have TV exposure, I'm gonna say my truth. Of course. And I'm gonna say, I've never seen him do this. Actually, I've never really heard about him exposing himself to women. I've heard about him exposing himself to men. I do believe women when they say this stuff, but, otherwise you know I, I think that I was I, I don't mind saying that. I think I was misquoted it, it's really a shame because oh, anyway, the, the upshot is this obviously if
1: anything I mean she manipulated you a little bit
0: for sure you
1: should maybe do the same in reverse where you're like yeah I'll put me on TV I'll say whatever you want uh-huh. and then you say what you really feel
0: yeah and I think you know I, I, I think that Look, again, I don't know what Chris is up to. And if you read these accusations, a lot of them are pretty... Uh,
1: I mean, I have read the article. It could be that all of this stuff is very much true. So your additional quote barely even adds that much to it. If anything, the things that you are misquoted as accusing him of doing are things that he has done. Yeah. Which does not make her actions okay because misquoting you is wrong point blank period but she
0: clearly needed to have a man go public because no Mm -hmm. other man would although apparently a lot of guys were willing to talk shit to her and say shit but they did it anonymously or they're like please or they changed their mind or so nobody went public and i just did it because i'm just naive or whatever but i also really believe that she was going to use this one quote that was cleared by me and then she added exposed himself which i never said and then on top of it, she added three more lines, which I never said. Other than the fact that I go, well, he would expose himself to guys as a joke because he's proud of his body. But, like, that's all I know about him exposing himself.
1: So, anyway, what else um, people reached out to you? So, a couple things. Uh, a,
0: a few women reached out, and the, the response was either a couple of them were like, thank you for doing that. Like, women find it. And I go, okay, well, I'm not.
1: Women, when you say women reached out, these are comics, fans. Comics. Got it.
0: Um, a lot of, a couple women reached out more, sort of like, "What's the deal?" Confused. Uh, I think maybe only two women really reached out to say, "Thank you for doing this," hmm. but I'm not doing it because I'm trying to like. I just was of the stupid belief that if I spoke my truth that I'd spoken on the podcast or what I believed to be true, that um, what what could be the harm? And now I know.
1: Do you think that? Um Comics will be angry at you?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's gonna be a lot of male comics that won't fuck with me anymore.
1: that see you as the enemy.
0: Yeah, that will see me as a snitch for a black of the word or just yeah. for someone or and some of them maybe even as a liar, you know, or an opportunist. Here's the one thing I will say this is what this is one thing that I I, I learned about this, which is really interesting as a male to learn, and I think it's important. When this Stuff came out and I yeah. was quoted, and they used my name and they misquoted me and added lines I didn't say. Uh, I was already stressed out about my name being used. I didn't really want it. And the only thing that pushed me towards saying okay mm-hmm. was the fact that we discussed it in depth on the podcast. Right. And the fact that, you know, I'm not saying, I felt like what I was saying was more about the culture of stand up comedy. And everything I said about the pedophilia stuff, which I totally disbelieved, and I said the word pedophilia is not the correct use of the word here, the drug and raping, I totally disbelieved, and I said, I think that is, is a lie, and I explained why I didn't think it was true. So I felt like I'm discussing what I'm discussing in the podcast with this woman who is going to try to, to the point where I was like, she's not going to use any quote I said, because I didn't say anything that was really hmm. damning. So um,
1: Well, at least she didn't, I guess she could have lied on you worse, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if that's she true. she could have t- taken the pedophilia angle which I think would have been worse.
0: Well, I think with the pedophilia angle, I think that was the original intent of the um article. Right. And my understanding is that didn't while while pursuing that, they didn't have enough. It wasn't vetted enough and it wasn't cuz you can't just have someone say this happened. Well, so what without- was the
1: conclusion of the article that he didn't <sighs> that con- he maybe showed his dick to some people? What?
0: Well, I mean you should read it if you want but the the article is basically like sort of along the lines it gets closer to like a Louis C.K. type of compulsion where he would masturbate in front of women without their consent and really? they would feel freaked out but I don't know how many examples
1: accused of exposing himself so you could that's the headline
0: yeah so it's funny that they go that's
1: a f- total switch up
0: a total switch up because they want to go they started the article about assault, rape, misconduct, and now they're saying, exposing himself, which is obviously misconduct, but at the same time, I think that she was just, like my lawyer was going for the money, she was going for the story. I don't think she's a bad person, but it does make me sort of question what's really going on here. Is this about money? Is this about why would you you lie about what I said? Why would you say that everything I said was off the record except anything I would approve, and the only thing I approved was during Me Too, people thought, what, what about Dalia just because he's been profligate with so many women? That was literally it. Mm. And even the line about, well, you know, expose yourself, I've never heard about that, I know that he would expose himself in front of guys as a joke, because he was proud of his body. That was all I said. So, right. I, I understand those quotes don't really flesh out the narrative and the story in a way and corroborate the story in a way that she wanted. So I guess she felt she just added a little bit to each comment and not tell me I would let it go because I don't, it bumps me out. It made me realize I don't think I'll ever talk to the press again about stuff like this because it just, if they can do this to me and I think I'm pretty conscious of how I behave with people, then they can do it to anybody. Right. And
1: Eh, this is classic press
0: you're Type reading the shit. article now?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm milling through So it.
0: here's the thing I was going to say. I, it was stressful for me to even put my name just saying, okay, he was a playboy.
1: I guess it was a risky move in a way.
0: So, and the only thing that gave me any sort of... That's
1: what you get for not having a publicist.
0: Tell me about it. <laughs> exactly. The only thing that gave me any temerity to really talk about was the fact that... Um, I was, I saw the untouchable documentary about Harvey Weinstein and it made me fucking sick. I saw, uh, I tried to reach out to all these companies about Eddie Griffin and no one wanted to talk about it. and made me sick and I have a daughter. So I, I feel like I, you know, I just was like, well fuck it. If this is something that will really help a movement and these women are really being silenced and shut down and this is the truth, then I don't mind saying that he was a playboy. But he would say he was a playboy. He even said in his article, he goes, I got caught up in the lifestyle. Yeah. So I never said anything different than what Chris said. Mm. So what's weird is I'm sure he fucking hates me. He thinks I'm trying to take him down. And his opener, again, I'm not gonna say the name, went on social media after me and said that I was, um I was bitter, not credible, and that um, bitter, not credible, and that I was just trying to like kick him when he's down. And, this was post article yeah kick a moose down to try to be woke to impress women or something like that hmm. or or get attention where if, like obviously like i don't like any of the attention that comes from this i'm not this is not going to help my career in any way shape or form if anything it's going to hurt my career if anything while this yeah. movie while the deal was getting worked on in this movie all i could think is am i going to lose this movie because i said this is that a possibility so it made me realize a lot of times when women come forward and they use their name, no one is coming forward and using their name in these horrific situations because they want attention or they want 15 minutes of fame. I just think that unless someone's a complete whack job, like right. counting marbles in the corner, crazy and demented, no ah, one is ah, going to come.
1: You are sorry. No I got one's going to gonna come
0: forward and say this happened to me and use their name because I'm telling you, you don't get celebrated for it you don't get work from it you don't get attention from it the attention you get is mostly negative negative. and i'm a man who said something fairly innocuous even <laughs> though i was misquoted this is fucked up it is fucked up so my only avenue is really this podcast and say look that's not what i said that's she's posting something i never agreed to and if she did if i said even something even close to that it was clearly off the record but i would never say he exposed himself to women because I'd never seen that, and I told her I said, "Clothes,
1: it's so fucked up that she would only read the quote to you when it was too late to oh, change." Oh yeah, I bet she didn't even. She called you back two minutes later. I bet she didn't even check on it. Oh, of course she didn't. Of course she didn't. She didn't even check. on it. She called me it. the
0: night before, read the quote, and the quote said, "During me too." Some she hung people up, thought, called
1: you right back, said it was of too course, late. She
0: took a beat, she washed a dish, she came back. She, she goes, uh, she said, "Crystalia." Christali- people thought about me too, just because he'd been so profligate with women. That was what I said. Now, that doesn't say that he did anything illegal or there was misconduct. I just said he'd been with so many women, you open yourself up to the possibility of anything, if that's the case. And that he seemed like he didn't really care. He was sort of reckless with how he approached women.
1: Yeah, this is fucked up.
0: So she doed me, and I told her that. I go, Chloe, and she Damn, just Damn,
1: they put you right at the end too. Yeah. You're the you're the girl, so,
0: huh? So people some women contacted me sort of like what was this about this is confusing a good friend of mine was like mm. why were you he goes your quote doesn't really it seems out of place and odd that all of a sudden like all these women and here's bill dodds going like, yeah but i never said that so of course i get why chris's opener would hate me and talk shit about me because yeah. i did see this stuff and maybe chris told and said you know bill never saw this happen now, have I heard about stuff, and I have I heard about worse stuff? Of course yeah, I have. Dude. But Chris does that, probably fuming. Of course, I've, you know, and I get that. And um, you know, I, I the only know. the only thing that gives me any type of solace <sighs> is I've heard enough stuff, not only in that article, but stuff that has been used that is that speaks to him having a serious problem. So I don't think that my but, um, sort of milk toast comment as much as it wasn't what I said, is, um, is going to really be the issue for him. You know, He seems like he's got some stuff he's got to work out on his own. Yeah. Because there are civil suits pending. There may or may not be a criminal suit pending. So I don't know. Um,
1: so so I mean, this w- is the article. This is like the big article. It seems almost kind of like a miss. I agree. Like, oh, it seems like they didn't really get him.
0: Exactly, because they were trying to get him. She told me that there were a lot of uh, people, a lot of women reaching out to her, a lot of people, but that because CNN, the vetting process and what they need to put out anything has to be so thoroughly vetted that the other allegations and accusations, there just wasn't quite enough proof. Because if Chris wanted to sue CNN, it wasn't up to the legal standards to defend that.
1: In terms of, like, the vetting system, how did you slip through that? Why, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, they say that they can't use all of these other stories because there's not enough quote-unquote proof. But they're able to use your quote and misquote you? (sighs) I don't know. So, that doesn't make any sense to me. I guess
0: the idea... Like if they're being
1: so diligent with everyone else, but then for you they would just like...
0: The only thing I can say about that is the idea that because I said he exposed himself to men as a joke, which in response to her asking me about... Now keep in mind, remember, I just said I don't believe in the drugging and raping with him in his opener. Well, when I just you were said, talking I don't to her, he her, you
1: wouldn't women. have even been conscious of the exposing thing because you that's not even what anyone was talking about.
0: Yeah, so when she brought that up, and I think I've talked about this even on the podcast, I said, yeah. and I mentioned how she was trying to incentivize me as well, like, well, this could be good for you and you could be a hero to women and stuff. And I said, I, it doesn't matter. I just, I just don't have a problem going public with something that I've already talked about publicly in my podcast. And I want to have a life, at least where I could be you know, authentic. And if I'm going to talk about something on one platform, it's how I feel about comedy. Like if I'm going to say something, right. I'll say, and if I'll say it on stage, that I feel like I should say it on person or my podcast. You so, know?
1: So, so what are you going to do about all this?
0: I mean, the idea of suing CNN just seems crazy. Like, how am I going totally. to sue CNN? I mean. Like, why would I sue CNN? And the truth is, if, you know what it sounds like to me. This is what it sounds like. It almost sounds like this.
1: It's like bad optics to sue CNN. Of course, either. particularly now. Yeah, you know. And then you would have people on both sides being mad at
0: you. Oh yeah, I mean I think already that's the case. But so I think that um, I um, so I'm not going to sue CNN. I already said Chloe, this isn't what I said, and she already was like, well, yeah, you, well, but but uh, you know just, and oh. meanwhile she goes, I have our conversation courted, which she told me multiple times was off the record. Multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I would never say that he exposed himself to men and women in the same room. I never said that. I just don't, I don't even see what that means. Like he's in his hotel room, like walk, like, no, I I wouldn't say that. I, I, it just seems like an odd, and I'm mostly referring to stories where he would be as a joke, like come out into the bathroom, brush his teeth, like, hey guys, anybody want some room service? Hey, and he's naked and it's funny. Yeah, You know what I mean? So um, when I heard that he was exposing himself to these women, the hotel worker, and that there was it was thoroughly vetted and corroborated, I said, I believe those women because I understand that Chris likes his body, and likes being naked, and I guess I could believe those women. Mm-hmm. So that was enough for her to take that and mutate it and make it this current comment. Like she just had to add, she just had to expose himself to women and men and women just to change the complete tone and tenor, and direction of the line.
1: Well, so it goes. So it goes.
0: So this is, how, this is what I think it is, Tommy. I think it's when, let's say there is a drug lord or a drug dealer, right? Mm-hmm. Who's out there. And you know he's dealing drugs. And you've heard, but you can't catch him.
1: you got to get him for tax evasion.
0: Or you got to <laughs> plant. you got to plant evidence to be like, we got him. Uh, and i think it's that weird backwards morality like well if if the end result is taking someone down she
1: knows he did some foul shit yes but he she can't prove it yes Hmm. i think
0: that she'd heard from my understanding she talked to dozens of people yeah and she'd heard enough stuff that she said we've got to follow through with this now keep in mind she's also the someone who who was part of
1: this is some shit she heard from someone else he would expose himself in front of other women when other guys were in the room. Maybe that, maybe she's like almost turning you into an amalgamation of all these. I guess so. Dudes saying shit.
0: Hmm. It's funny because when this came up, a lot of people said, be careful. And the same way lawyers are going for the money, journalists always go for the story. Sure. Like they're not going to be, they're going to pretend they're best friends and they're going to be dishonest. And they I just were said, right she's she's a married woman she's got children i don't get that vibe from she seems very genuine authentic nah, and she really she's really a went out of her way to um to make me fit a narrative now look if chris is guilty of this stuff as we talked about on the podcast and he really is this bad then i guess i don't feel bad if they're going to misquote me i mean i'll always feel bad about that it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like that's the way to go but at the same time um if If she felt like she needed to sort of scapegoat me in order to get a story that she knew was true but didn't have enough corroboration, then I guess I'm fine on the flip side, like I could set myself up for um a, being sued myself for saying this when I've never experienced it. I mean, I told her i said at the very least, if you're gonna say exposing himself to women, please say I've never seen that or I've never been around that,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: So, and she was like, okay, I'll call my superiors. And then she probably went and ran in a lap and came back. And like, oh, sorry. It's too late. It's, I don't know. I feel like I was taken advantage of.
1: I mean, this plays as a direct quote.
0: Of course it does. It
1: could have so easily been not in quotes, been like, Dawes said he heard of other times where he exposed himself to women and he believes them. But that's fine. Instead, it's a direct quote as if you were We're in the room there. That's a very, very different vibe.
0: And like I said, I think she did this, she followed up with so much like, hey, here's here's like television opportunities as a sort of, um, not bribery, but I just felt like maybe-
1: I mean, did that sway you? Did the the mention of TV, were you kind of like-
0: I mean, I tell you what the mention of TV, after I read the article, Made me go. It made me go. Um, uh, it made me go.
1: Chance to set the record straight.
0: I said, "Yeah, I'll be honest. Uh, if I, because I'm not going to go and lie." And Is just that what like, you
1: said? But you told her you would be honest if you went on TV. I
0: haven't told. Ta- I have not spoken since the article came out. I have not. I. I. I, I was already mad that she you misquoted let her me. Know, to f- man. Yes, I was writing and I was like, "What?" I go, "I want to make sure the wording's perfect." Now I'm sure she's smart enough to know, in a legal sense, she's not going to text me back. Because then I can screenshot it. So maybe there's a way I can record. Oh, man, I should record on a fucking podcast. And Is it illegal to do that? Don't
1: come at her too hot, you know?
0: No, like, but...
1: Like you just got to let her know what she really did. Don't don't curse <sighs> at her or anything. Just... just.
0: And then I heard that... Um, so most people who know me, and I, you know me, Tommy, mm-hmm. it also doesn't really sound like me, right?
1: No. I mean, it's it's hard to... In writing, nothing, nobody really sounds like anyone in writing. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't really sound like. So
0: another comic reach out goes, This seems a little weird. And I was like, Yeah, man. I go, I never said that. I go, She misquoted me. I don't do. And then he said that she was part of the article about Morgan Freeman's allegations of misconduct. And she said that two of the women who were part of that article recanted, which makes me believe that these two women. Uh,
1: or she did the same thing. Man, that's fucked.
0: So then the question goes, like, what do I do? Because obviously she knows that I want to do the right thing and I want to be an advocate or whatever, but so I don't want to retract it, but I kind of feel like I want to retract it.
1: Well, when people read these articles, they're looking for blood. They're looking for the most damning part.
0: And this is not it, by the way. I mean, the opening no, of the article is pretty true. damning. So, and the fact that there's a silver... It just bums me out because, you know, obviously Chris, I'm sure, hates me now and I don't blame him. And I and I, and, and our, our friendship was ish. You know, there was an acquaintanceship ish. We were cool again. Right. Um, I did not have a vested interest. I wasn't twisting my handlebar mustache like I'm taking this dude down. If anything, as you know from the podcast, I discussed how I'm not sure I believe in some of the allegations because I think that there's a lot of nuance and I think that the word nuance has become a dirty word nowadays like everything has to be one thing or the other he was he either he was a pedophile and a rapist or he was clean and I think that you know it was a different situation where we had a, a, a irresponsible sex addict who who m- may have made some people feel uncomfortable you know um,
1: maybe they were underage
0: yeah I don't, I don't know what the deal is Although, apparently there's another article coming out but another Delia knows? article allegedly but who knows I, I think there's an another article coming out about comedy in general and i said i don't mind speaking Do about hear comedy about in general
1: james uh vach who is that he's this alt comic who does the he did he was on conan a couple times he did the rubber ducky he uh-huh. did um um like emails back and forth about a parking ticket
0: uh-huh i've never seen that yeah
1: it was viral it got like 14 million views. Jesus. He got accused of like triple rape. <gasps> Another comedian.
0: What does triple make me? Three different women, you mean?
1: Three different women accused huh. him of uh, sexual assault slash rape while they were in college.
0: How long ago was that?
1: I don't know. Uh, eight, ten years? I don't okay, remember. Okay, so it's not, it's not 25
0: years ago. It's eight to ten not years. Not
1: 25 years, but it... Dude, comedy is toxic. It is. Comedy is a boiling vat of acid right now. It just seems so gross to even be associated with it. I
0: agree. I agree. I think it's, and I, you know, if anything, because if I look really deep and I get really quiet, I go, well, why did you go for it? And why did you say anything? And like, again, I had no interest in personally taking down Chris. I do believe that there is, if something is egregious, that people should have the right to talk about it particularly if we're talking about rape and assault and i and i Mm -hmm. still i'm not a part of the slippery slope team that believes that well any form of misconduct is the same because there's obviously not you can't conflate the two you can't conflate a a saucy dm or text message or flirting via text or being sexual or even a dick pic with actually exposing yourself to someone in public Because I think if that's the case, and I think you go back to 2008, there's going to be a lot of people going to jail. Right. Because dick pics were a thing back then that people didn't get. Or at
1: least the dick pics of the past should be viewed in context, I guess. Well, I mean... I have never sent a dick pic because I am aware of the internet and the cloud. Yes, yes. And... uh I think that,
0: yeah, so it's pretty. And obviously, the idea is you can't send what the law is you can't send one without consent. Yeah. At least that's the current law in most states.
1: Ever since Anthony Weiner went down, I knew it was bad vibes.
0: Yeah. Well, also, he <laughs> took a picture of his boner next to a child, which is never good. Wait, going. what? I don't That's, even re- that's the final.
1: I don't remember that part Nailing
0: the coffin for Anthony There's a shot of I him I just remember in his bed. name
1: was Wiener And he sent his Wiener
0: Yeah and then he came back from that and People were like Okay it's Man, fine he, It's fine His little, a little pictures on where it's fine He can it come was- back <laughs> And then, what a child? What and the then hell? there's a picture of him in bed with like a baby. What? Now the baby isn't at his boner, but the baby dude, is like near dude, him. Who gives a fuck? And he's like, oh, I'm trying to like put my bed. In like I'm thinking of you. And he's got a boner. Dude, he's like, what two feet- the hell? Yes. And that was the end of Anthony Winner. Wasn't that was, he
1: like a not a governor, but he um, was some politician of status. He was
0: definitely. He was. I remember liking him what back in the, the day hell? in New York. Yeah, he was a, a very energetic, democratic. Dude. liberal guy married to Hillary Clinton's uh, right-hand woman.
1: Some of these people are such nut jobs.
0: Yeah. I do realize now that this has happened, uh, I have to be... I can't do anything that even can be remotely... I can't even tell a woman she's hot or I beautiful. Mean, I can't do anything like that now.
1: I mean, you. you are, I guess, setting yourself up for like... Girls might be like, oh, Bill Dawes in the so-and-so article. I have a Bill Dawes oh, story for sure, where for sure. he sent me a dick pic.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've got if I ever sent dick pic without consent. I don't know. I don't a surprise I, pic? I, you know, in 2008, a maybe DP? I did as a joke or something. But like... Not really. Oh, no, but man. even then, like is that you know, America doesn't like to view things historically or in context. They go, Well, what the morality is now and what we believe now is the way it should have been ten America years ago, a hundred years ago, or two hundred years ago. So why do we care if it was two thousand eight when he sent a dick pic without consent?
1: America is vicious. They uh there's a bunch of people on both sides are vicious. I think the viciousness of a sexual assault is obviously worse. And more pressing, and less dealt with by society. Yeah. But I guess now we're getting to a point where, I mean, and it's I don't I would never relate it back to the Me Too movement. It just comes down to journalists are vicious.
0: Yeah, I think that's I. You know,
1: journalists have uh, always been vicious.
0: Again, the, it's sort of how I feel about. Do you ever see a movie called? You probably didn't because you're way too young. But do you ever see a movie called Primary Colors about? Um, Bill Clinton is sort of based on his run for president and the idea behind it, I think the main thrust thematically was that if you really believe that what you're doing is contributing to a greater good in America, Mm -hmm. if you're being dishonest and more Machiavellian to enact what you believe is best for the country, then that's okay.
1: That's what everyone thinks. That's what
0: everyone thinks. You know,
1: yeah, it's tough.
0: So, but that art, but Bill Clinton, you know, he he was a shady guy, and he did a lot of things because he felt that what he wanted to do for the American people was more important than the shit in his personal life was more important than the shady businesses with uh, Whitewater and everything like that. So, I think that um, I think that's going on here. I think that they right. have a stronger yeah. cause, and I think that they can play. They can do that I don't know what the, there is a name for that it's a moral justification or some sort of thing but they can have an idea that they think the morality and the point is so important that if they're a little bit dishonest with the means to get there that's irrelevant to the greater good that they're going for and I can also understand that and I think that ties into everything now I think it ties into BLM as well I think there's uh, you know, there's some low integrity things that happen that they think will contribute to the cause and a greater good, which involves burning down buildings and stuff like that. And I also get that. I understand how they go, look, we're trying to systematically change what's happening and we have to do some fucked up shit to make that the case. So I understand all the moral reasons why people or how they justify it in their head. It doesn't make it right and it sure. doesn't make it anything that should be celebrated. I agree. And Just Um, to
1: clarify, it's uh, if there is anything immoral happening on the BLM side, it is in response to something that you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like I don't want to use the uh, like the gang war analogy, but just you know, it could be fucking Capulets and Montagues. There's these two sides to every issue. And when one person kills somebody on the other side, sometimes the other side decides they have to kill in response. Of course. Or else they're just being taken advantage of and yes. stepped on. Every cartel, every mafia. Yes. Right. And, and in this case, it is the state, right? Yeah. It is the United States government. Systemic
0: that is, racism that needs to be taken down.
1: It's coming in and it's killing innocent people and there's no justice and the state has they have declared that they're not going to do anything about it. Yeah. So I don't know. It becomes fight or flight and people resort to their most basic impulses.
0: Yes. And so when you hear some activists say about the looting in Miracle Mile and all the stuff being sold for Miracle Mile, the shopping district in Chicago, they're saying, well, this is reparations. Like I get it. Right. I get why you're saying that. And I get the moral equivalency you're making, but at the same time, that can't be our most evolved state as human beings. That can't be what we're trying to reverse engineer as a better society. That, well, we did it because of this, because then it never ends. Then it's just a cycle of violence. And not to mention the fact that the belief system that if you burn down a store, well, insurance will cover it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot more to it than that.
1: I I do think that sometimes in order to achieve actual change you have to reach a state of agitation in society right like if people are just walking around peacefully uh, kind of like holding up their signs quietly respectfully it is easy to ignore for the people in power and I am not defending or uh Saying it's okay to commit violence, especially violence against people, violence violence against property, I think is wrong. But I I think is like the stakes are lower. I think, especially if it's something like a Target or some big chain. I think
0: a Walmart, which is like anytime you're like you're
1: like fucking up someone's personal car or like some mom and pop shop, that is heinous. But that is happening a lot. I know I know that's happening. I'm not defending that, but I do think that. If the people in power do not respond to the peaceful protests, there's been peaceful protests on this very subject for as long as I can remember. Sure. They are responsible when that escalates. You mean, mean, are you talking about Congress now? I'm talking about government. I'm talking about the So Congress, which enacts policy,
0: right? Even the police, like...
1: Local governments, Congress, the police, the president, whoever is the leaders of whatever place, even if it's like a democratic governor, yeah. they are responsible. Sure. You know what I mean? They are responsible for making a change, for, of acknowledging the constituents in some kind of way. And and if they don't, then, I don't know, things uh, will naturally escalate.
0: Yeah. And I think that there there is just a belief in general that and this goes back to the the dialectic between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King believed in nonviolence and Mal- Malcolm X early on believed that any means necessary was was a motto that was worth exploring. So I think that we're sort of at a place right now where whoever is leading BLM, the forces around BLM are at the by any means necessary. Now, I don't think that is necessarily also the wrong way to go, mm-hmm. but it seems there is not a contraposing force saying, Let's practice nonviolence to get what we want.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say that any uh, prominent brel- black leader, or, or no, I'm not going to say any, um, but most that you would talk to would not condone violence.
0: Sure. Neither would George Floyd's family or Jacob Blake's family. Of, of course.
1: course. Yeah. Uh, violence is happening. Yeah. They would not condone it. I, I think it is being widely exaggerated. I think violence was also happening a lot In the MLK era Sure And I think that even when The MLK protests were perfectly peaceful They were being portrayed in the media As more explosive and violent Than they actually were MLK was being uh, He was viewed by many as a radical Well what a lot of people realize
0: MLK at the time Was really hated by most of white people he wasn't right a lot of white accepted. people especially
1: ones who are pro segregation i mean
0: yeah but even just general the way that he was portrayed in the media he didn't seem to be someone he's not the the character the beloved figure that we look at now historically at the time i I, for, I don't think people realize how much opposition was there was to mlk sure you know so as a matter of fact i think there's a lot more um, confluence of, of interests with BLM and white people than there was with A- MLK and white people there at that time.
1: It's also, I mean LBJ as the president was open to change. Yeah. Right? Trump, absolutely not open to any kind of change. If no. anything, he, he has escalated things. Yes. By sending in troops, by having inflammatory rhetoric, by, I don't know. So uh, I don't know. Things look bad. I hope I hope he loses. Whatever. I'm not saying that Biden getting elected will fix everything, though. It certainly won't. Yeah. I don't know.
0: So I want to do I'm a kidding. quick uh, moonwalk back to what we were talking about. Do you yeah. think it's worth me reaching out to the reporter and saying I want a retraction on this? At least that first part. Mm. Because at least that seems mm-hmm. like a compromise that to say, at least what say... What
1: would that look like?
0: It would look like there's retraction... Bill Dawes want to make it clear, he's never seen Chris Lee expose himself. Couldn't
1: they just fucking edit the article? Like, that would be so easy, it seems like.
0: Yeah, I They're guess like, so, that they could edit it and then have the editor's note, this was changed on this such a day. Yeah,
1: Right, they could at least do that for you. I think that would be worth doing.
0: Yeah. But... At least at the very least, he exposed himself to other men. I never said men and women. So at least get rid of that. If you want to keep in the line about exposing himself to women, like fine. Like, I never said that, but if you want to keep that in for the second part, fine. But, I to say that he exposed himself to men and women in a room when I never said that, Right. It, it, it doesn't sit right with me.
1: It it implies you were in the room. Of course. And you saw it.
0: Sounds like I'm a liar. And if I were Chris, I'd be like, that motherfucker has been out to get me. And I he's certainly. jealous. Or yeah, Of course, I understand that. And it's a shame because... Because you didn't do the afterlife. Yeah, well, I know, I did ask him several times. It's a shame because, you know, what I told michael no she's like if that's what i was going for dude when she brings up the drugging and the raping and the pedophilia i could have been like oh yeah i heard about that i saw him talking to young i mean if that's really what i wanted to do i could have jumped on that bandwagon easy but i just don't that's not who i am
1: it would be such a benign angle it wouldn't even be worth lying about yeah i don't know
0: so i don't know i i I feel like i should call her right now can i do that and record on the podcast
1: (laughs) shit is that illegal Uh, I believe in California you have to let people know they're being recorded.
0: Really? Yeah. Alright, fuck it.
1: I don't know. Anyway,
0: Tommy, we covered a lot. It was very intense, as usual, for a podcast about comedy. Not a lot of yuck yucks.
1: Some yuck yucks early on. Yeah, we got a couple of y- I mean, we talked... <laughs> the beginning was fun.
0: I know. We should just do dating podcast. But then, hey, can we even talk about sex now without being piece of shit who knows of course we can um there's anything else you want to talk about what's your next date with this girl let's just end it on something positive i don't know (laughs) but you talked the next day you didn't do the bullshit vince fawn swingers wait three days you have a date
1: i did a bit about uh night eggs night eggs you ever have a girl like bring up a joke you told a couple days later
0: bring up a joke you told in person or as a comment no
1: in person and be like haha i was thinking about that thing you said
0: and you said something about night eggs Mm -hmm. what's night eggs
1: it's stupid just eggs you eat at night but i I was just being funny with it night eggs yeah i was i was i was you know how comics have a bit where they're like there's this type of thing and there's that type of thing yeah well i was doing that (laughs) with daytime eggs and night eggs Yes, where I was, uh, you know, describing the the lewdness, the adventurousness, the excitement around eggs at night. Okay, and how it's a whole another ball game. I don't. I'll have a to bit, see. It's that. not a bit. I don't even remember what I fucking said. Were you stoned?
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you do the weed before sex idea?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Yes. Good idea. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that. I'm grief um all right all right so, so, so you're a
1: social pariah now
0: i'm a social pariah i'll never work again
1: all right and i'm here on the podcast
0: i'll, I'll get to do some pariah and friends. you know what's so funny is that i'm gonna be like okay so here People i am People gonna be
1: like did you know <laughs> did you know bill was doing this
0: i'm gonna be are you uh, pro are you a pro so every <laughs> off? yeah i'm gonna have to do all my all my sets are gonna have to be with uh female produced comedy and then they're gonna see my set and be like why do we put this guy on our yeah, show? Yeah,
1: you've put yourself, you've painted yourself into a strange Ugh, fucking political up. corner here. Stupid. You weren't exactly Mr. Feminism. Yeah, I mean, you, I you am. Were, I'm not saying you're anti-feminism, but I just mean your act isn't like woke.
0: Yeah, I don't go just out just of like my way to try to be comedy. liked by, you know. So I think that um, it's, it's fucked. I mean, it's fucked up. I, I got to at least call her and be like, I don't mm. really agree with what happened.
1: I got a you know. caller too.
0: You got a caller too?
1: Like, you realize what this does to me <laughs> as the producer of this guy's <sighs> podcast?
0: Oh man. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean I did reach out to his opener and I did say, just so you know, the yeah, I, I go, the fact that I said to her, I go, I don't think you can use anything I said and I'm sorry, you're not gonna like what I have to say, because what I basically said was I detailed the the ambiguity of a lot of this stuff. About people DMing you on Instagram uh, about women uh, being being drunk and wanting some sort of sexual congress when they're drunk and how confusing that can be. I, I never, I did not deal in sort of black and white, yes or no issues. I dealt in like, okay, I think this is complicated, and if these women really have these allegations, it better be. It should be true and vetted and really corroborated.
1: We nuance in 2020. <laughs> I know exactly. Out of your mind.
0: All right man, well thank you for coming Tommy. Yeah, I appreciate good it brother. To be here. All right, signing off.